Episode 0043, Stump Alice. You've entered the Potable Picture Show, your podcast dedicated to motion pictures and drinking liquors. I'm your host, Kevin McRae. Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. In this episode, we get some fantastic news. We have a new cocktail and cocktail corner. We're going to take in a preview. We have a memory game. And in feature presentation, we will be taking the film Still Alice as a jumping off point for topics of conversation. All this and more, let's head into the cantina and rejoin our terrible trio. Sitting across from me, in her place of glowering honor, it is the head organizer of the Sierra Nevada Movie Club. She has a bottle cap thrown at her. It is Heathen. Hi. How's it going, Heathen? It's pretty good. Thank you for asking. You've been doing stuff the last two weeks. It's called work. Mm. And other things. Also rejoining our three-legged pathetic dog it is the maker of brews the taker of juice the bees knees the man that provides his liquid for people's baskets it's beer maker matt hello (laughs) people's baskets beer maker matt has also been away for a couple weeks yeah working my ass off it's, can you stop jingling your stuff? <laughs> what are you, the Foley artist? Is someone walking through the uh, the gypsy tent right now? Yes, I was walking through the tent. <laughs> so, we did see everyone. We had all of our Sierra Nevada movie organizers at the Oscar party, and everyone was dressed up and fantastic looking. Yes, it was fabulous. I can't wait to take all of our heads and put it on the Sierra Nevada Movie Group photo. What's it, what is it called? What is it, what's the thing called? Like the to replace our heads with the main photo picture heads. I understand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Photoshopping. Yes. It was just Photoshop's birthday. Do you see that? No. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Photoshop. Do you have any? Uh, any any uh, things that, that surprised you about the Oscars, either our party or the actual event? Yeah, there's quite a few things about the party that surprised me, but I'd rather not talk about it because I'll get angry. Okay. How about you elaborate 
say something exciting about <laughs> what made you angry. <laughs> well, the owner of the, the venue angered me. But I will handle that. Did he say, get out of the way, midget? I'm trying to work here. No. Did he say, get off that shelf, midget? It's like he kept coming in during the event and talking to you. Yeah. It's okay. If the place burns down, it wasn't me. (laughs) Man, anything to take away from (laughs) Sorry. Man, anything to take away from the Oscars, from the party or the event, or anything surprise you? I guess expected from some of the the winners, like the uh, the, the one who won uh, Picture of the Year, American Sniper. That was he didn't win Picture of the Year. Oh, Birdman. Oh no, that's right, Birdman. Yeah. See, I'm completely turned around. I do have to say that out of all of our guests, I got the most pick right. And also, on this site that I write for Sidelines, I also got the most picks right. And they gave me a prize. We're so happy for you. Even though I actually got more right at our Oscar party than I did on the site because I changed a couple of my votes last minute. Like adapted screenplay. How many did you get wrong at the uh, party? Six out of like, what is there, probably like 40. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got like 19 wrong. <laughs> I did. I did pretty well. Yeah, the next closest was 11. I did. I did fairly well for me. Yeah, you did. You did. You did way better than the year before. Yeah. Does that mean you're getting smarter? Something. Watch out. I'm a reverse still Alice. I'm like a sponge. <laughs> I'm starting to remember things. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. <laughs> well, do you think you can remember to do your news? <laughs> That's a whole other ball game. Here we go. Why the NYPD is forcing cops to watch Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, to make them more polite. Okay, on to the next thing. No, I didn't read the story. <laughs> couldn't do that to you one time i'm just gonna refuse to read it in light of the incident which claimed the life of eric garner um they are using scenes from the roadhouse as training tools to teach officers more efficient and effective ways of dealing with irate people (laughs) so the nypd has instituted a 35 million dollar mandatory three-day training program designed to teach its 22,000 participants to uh, teach officers a more effective way, again, in dealing with irate people. And I guess one of the participants was like, really, this is a Hollywood movie. We're supposed to be learning stuff from Patrick Swayze. Yeah, first of all, that's a great idea that they should use Patrick Swayze movies to teach everything. <laughs> they should they should have used Dirty Dancing, though, because that's, that's how you fight crime. Hey, put baby but, in the corner. But what part costs thirty-five million dollars to get the rights to the movie? Or I don't understand that part. Or for people to like, do they do the instructors that have to put the DVD in cost that much per year? It could, it could be a little bit of everything, but the cost is thirty-five million dollars. Well, I'm saying that I'm probably it's probably the movie rights and the facilitators. I'm Patrick Swayze, and I'm and they probably teach have to, to pay the, the officers guys. the time off for the three day training 
three days three days of to watch three the days, movie three days of roadhouse yeah that's <laughs> where do i roadhouse go into the go into the patrick swayze boot camp yes something that we should all sign up for it's his legacy and it's just ridiculous the stuff that they're showing it's crazy they'll uh you know and then uh when we get invaded by by china or north korea they'll send all our army to go watch red dawn <laughs> okay and uh when you die and you don't know how to deal with the afterlife they'll make you watch ghost <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's patrick swayze yeah. it's all he's found a new gig yeah there you go best thing he's done since the chris farley skit <laughs> okay <laughs> Richard. Yeah, that's fine to hit this baby. I don't have anything to hit. Mm. Can I hit you? I have a nice flying, flying fish. fish Abbey Double as my sipping beer. Can I have a sip oh. of it? That's the. You don't have uh, anything to drink. That means you get sushi. punched. That's a sushi restaurant in Elko. You're a sushi restaurant in Elko, from what I heard. All you could eat. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Richard Linklater's latest to take is to take another unusual look at the family. Mm -hmm. Texas filmmaker is circling around another project that could end up much the same as Boyhood. It's an original look at a concept of a family-based book called Where'd You Go, Bernadette? It is about a Seattle-based woman named Bernadette Fox who has a special relationship with her 15-year-old daughter, B. How special? It's kind of special. Um, she's a little bit of an agoraphobic. She's afraid of rabbits. <laughs> I always say that wrong. Sorry. Agoraphobic? I always say angora. Okay. <laughs> She's afraid of rabbit. What's a word that you say? What's a word that you say wrong, Matt? Can you think of any? I say um, escape instead of escape. I think that's my current one. I say wrong frequently. Um, I don't say it wrong, but I, I, <laughs> everyone else says it wrong. I I, I pronounce uh, pedophile, pedophile. Pedophile. That's all right. I've heard other people say pedophile. It's, it's how they say it in, you know, England. So do you, does that mean they, you violate pita pockets? He's a pedophile. <laughs> oh, it just means that you're really into pedos. you are just like totally serious today. You need to lighten up. Punch know, another I, baby. I don't know why I never try to violate a pita pocket. Oh, yeah. I Drink, you fucker. So <laughs> she's agoraphobic. Drink. Or angoraphobic <laughs> if you're afraid of angoras letters. <laughs> okay. Mm. I th okay, continue with your story. Bernadette uses a family trip to the Antarctic where creative, eccentric people love to holiday. Yeah, yeah. Who takes a family trip to the Antarctic? Creative, eccentric people who love to holiday go to the Antarctic, like because, I just said. Because, you know, if you take family holidays somewhere else, the kids want to go to the mall or play on roller coasters, and mom wants to go show. This is the only place where you all have to stick together <laughs> Literally, for survival. frozen together. Yeah. yeah, or like if you're wild. Um, anyway, uh, she uses that uh, as an opportunity to completely disappear off the face of the earth. The story then becomes... Uh, Dual narrative about young Bee's investigation to track down her mother 
and of Bernadette's own journey of self-realization. Sounds like an interesting plot. You sound like an interesting plot. Of course I do. To the story, I'm bored and I fell asleep. <laughs> Shut <You're> up. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, that's interesting. I thought his his next movie was going to be uh, sort of a, a quasi sequel to Boyhood and um, Dazed and Confused, like an unofficial. I thought it was about a a, a kid that was entering college his, for his first year. Maybe. It's not going to take twelve years to make either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take twelve years and six months. Lupita Nyong'o's. She won Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for Twelve Years a Slave. Oscar dress was stolen. Yeah, I heard that. $150,000 Calvin Klein, right? Yeah, it was custom-made dress. The piece sported more than 6,000 pearls in five different sizes. It was hand-sewn by Francisco Costa, who created a front peekaboo cutout, a plunging v-neck, and an open back. She was staying at the London in West Hollywood. Okay. That's where the that's where Kevin. The, I've been to West Hollywood. I've been in a grocery store. Really? Because it's not in London. It's in California. I've never been to London. I but have, and it's not in California. It's not in London. Okay. It's in California. I got it. Los can, Angeles. Can you, I understand geography. Where's it? Where's it at? Anyway, it was stolen from her hotel room earlier this week, and it was so intricately crafted that it belongs in a museum and they're hoping to be able to find it from security cameras but it was stolen right out of the hotel Mm. room yeah i'm sure that they'll get security footage they said like everyone had access to the hotel um stylists and makeup artists and all kinds of people but um i'm curious what that would feel like to wear a bunch of pearls she said it felt really nice like uh liquid she said it was very comfortable yeah and it was a bit of an irony because it was the dress that stole the spotlight and it was stolen. I thought it was kind of funny that they... What? <laughs> so, really? I thought it was kind of funny that they uh, asked her before if she was worried about losing any of the pearls and she said, no, they're, they're pretty tightly sewn on. So they took the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I wonder if they should investigate the person that was asking about the... If they were worried about losing any of the pearls. And she didn't even uh, own it, so she couldn't even file the police Mm. report. Calvin Klein had to do it. Mm. Kind of interesting. So maybe she should be investigated, too. Everybody's a suspect. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like... I mean, you'd have to... um, You can't really wear it out anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what they were... Where'd you get that fancy dress? Yeah. When I, was, I made it. Yeah, when I was, you know, reading about it, they said that even if they had kept it, no one was ever going to wear it again anyway. To me, it would seem like it was like uh, it was you'd a be re- wearing a, a suit made out of, like, beaded seats. like. Yeah, which might be comfortable, maybe. It just depends how heavy it is. I don't know how heavy pearls are. It, it sh- certainly looked nice. I thought it was one of the mm-hmm. more striking dresses. Striking. Mm-hmm. I guess you wouldn't want to be hit by it for sure. It seems like it would be heavy, but pearls are not that pearls are not that heavy, and they're kind of silky feeling. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, it's interesting. I'd like to rub it on me. I bet. And that's my news. Lapita, may I rub your dress on me? Heathen's out. All right, Heathen. Give her a, a pearl necklace. She wants a pearl necklace. Do you want a matching pearl ne- necklace to match that dress? 
You really couldn't wait to get that out of your mouth, could you? <laughs> couldn't wait to put it into her mouth. <laughs> All right, Heathen. You ready to make some cocktails? So do I get an A for effort for my news? You get an A for asshole. <laughs> I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting yeah. stinking on something I stir or shake. Have a So we have a drink this week called Forget Me Not. And um, I saw a couple variations of this, but they were all mainly the same. They almost all consisted of um, a brandy and um, they all consisted of an apple schnapps and either a pear or a cherry brandy. Um, Some of them called for two different kinds of cherry brandy. But this is the version I'm going to do. So I have a uh, apple schnapps, and this is like a real schnapps, not like that croupers and stuff that we usually get that's cheap. This is um, schnapps is a German word, and it basically just means um, it's a grain alcohol that's that's fruit flavored. Um, our schnapps here are uh, in America are more like cordials, and we add sugar to them. That's what a cord or a liqueur. A liqueur is any alcohol that has sugar added to it. So I'm not sure exactly what this apple schnapps it is from Germany. And then we have a uh, cherry brandy that is actually on the cheaper end. So what what it is, is we're just gonna do half and half of each. Uh, Half apple schnapps, half cherry brandy. And then because I was afraid that the cherry brandy we have, I'm not sure what it tastes like, I wanted to make sure we get the tartness of the cherry. We have um, 100% black cherry juice. To, that we're just going to put a splash of that on the end just for a little bit of color on top and just to make sure we get the tartness. So how much? So I would say uh, two ounces of each two to two and a half ounces of the cherry brandy and two to two and a half ounces of the... Yeah. As long as you can I, I uh, make sure that they match up. So yeah, if you're making this at home, uh, get yourself a tumbler glass. Um, put in some small ice cubes if you have them not the big ones something close to crushed ice and put in uh one part or about like i said two and a half ounces of cherry brandy about two and a half ounces of apple schnapps and i would suggest garnishing it with a uh, bit of mint i went to two stores today couldn't find minted either that's weird and then like i said for this one we're going to put in a splash of black cherry juice on top just to make sure we get the tartness. And I'd like to try a little bit of that apple schnapps when you're done. Just to see what it tastes like. And actually, I'll try this cherry brandy too. So yeah, here in Walker, they kind of make some of that, some of those cheap schnapps, so. <laughs> Chug-a-lug. Mm. And that's interesting. Um, it tastes like alcoholic cherry juice. Hmm. I want to try it because I like brandy. Uh, it's not going to taste like brandy. But go ahead and try it. So what is it supposed to taste like? Uh, try cough it. syrup? Try, um, no, it doesn't taste like cough syrup. It tastes like alcoholic cherry juice. Like the cherry juice you get when you're making like a... Like a... A pie? Yeah, or a, you know, a, a, a Roy Rogers or a Shirley Temple. Oh, yeah. It's weird because you can't, you can't taste any the alcohol, but it warms up your belly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And same with this. This just tastes like apple juice. 
<laughs> By the way, we're all alcoholics, so. <laughs> you should try some. So if somebody who, who had never had alcohol, they'd be like, whoa, this is like gasoline. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, really. Because, like, you know how, like, apple cider or whatever tastes like apple juice? This really just tastes like apple juice. So, I mean, it's only, this, this schnapps is 21%, so that's not that high. Um, and this brandy is only 30%. So, I don't know. It's going to be a weaker drink, but, hey, you know, it's still, let's see how it, how it tastes. Um, do any of you guys have anything to drink to this week? I love my job. Okay. Ethan's scowling. What are you scowling at? I don't think I like it. It tastes like cough syrup. I don't think it tastes like cough syrup. I but can definitely taste the brandy, though. It's, I like it. You should try the um, ingredients separately. I think part of it is if we had maybe a higher quality of the cherry brandy. Or maybe if it was just brandy with the cherry. No, I just, because they did have a cherry brandy that was like $30. This was 10 um, This was 20 I think I would like it if it was just brandy with the cherry juice. And mm. the... No, but you, you, but like you should need to try the apple schnapps just by itself. It just tastes like apple juice. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know. maybe maybe maybe, maybe we didn't need the extra cherry juice on top. I was trying to bring out the tartness, and maybe instead of tartness, I was just getting more sweetness. Maybe I don't know. It's not as tart as I would have liked it. I would have liked maybe something like well, um, that, yeah, because if that tastes like apple juice, that definitely would sweeten it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's this that I don't like. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Ethan was pointing at the um, it's the apple stuff. I don't think that, I like apple schnapps. It's good. I really like to experiment with the with the apple schnapps. Um, but I like that the the German apple stuff way better than apple schnapps. Yeah, or any c- kind of schnapps. Because when you think gross. of uh, you know the schnapps we have here, it's like I was saying, it's like the the, the, the puckers and stuff. Yeah. It's like the cheap stuff. It's the, the stuff the for the girl drinks. Puckers and the Rasmataz stuff is perfect when you're making cakes. Okay. Perfect. Well, yeah, because so. you just added more sugar. Yeah. Well, the sweetness. For the frosting. Sweetness was Walter Payton's nickname. For <laughs> five points, who was Walter Payton? Heathen. Mm, he's not a quarterback. No, he wasn't a quarterback. I don't know. You're in the right sport, at least. Oh, okay. He is a sportscaster. No, he was. He was. A, he was a running back for the Bears. Oh. For the, when okay. They won well, the Super Bowl. at least I give myself some points for saying I, I had no clue. Well, that was a good, then I had a better idea because I said it was football, right? That was a good shot in the dark. <laughs> I figured I it was. He's not a quarterback. I would have guessed football too, but I still would have had no idea. Whatever, Matt. Heather's okay. third favorite football player, uh, Reggie Bush, just got cut from the Lions this week. Well, that's a bummer. He's got small hands. You know what they say about guys with small hands? Big feet. They fumble a lot. What are those even? These? Yeah. These are um, truffles that I got for um, Valentine's Day from the Seven Troughs. Mm-hmm. So what, what Distillery. Kind, what kind is that one in your hand? This one is... Ooh, it's got alcohol it? it? Yeah. Mm. This one is a rum truffle. 
Yeah, they take the alcohol they make there, and then they got together with a chocolate maker in Carson City, and they combined. A chocolatier? Yeah, a chocolatier. He fights the rocketeer. This one is a brandy one. I can't wait to try this one. And because I really like brandy. And this one's the moonshine one. That one's going to be interesting tasting, I think, because that moonshine's pretty rough. Yeah. Hence being moonshine. The brandy brandy from the... um, Mickey Miniman's is like my favorite. We still haven't drank it. Yeah, that would have been good for this cocktail. Damn it. No, I don't want it mixed with anything. I just want it on my glass and in my mouth. I know. You still want school segregated, so it makes sense. Anyway, we're going to do a preview. Coming this fall from the producers of Fried Green Tomatoes and the director of Cast Away comes Shit Factory. fucking lie so this week we're going to watch the trailer poltergeist the reboot of poltergeist i don't like scary movies well this one's not scary it's pg-13 you've seen the original poltergeist the actual original poltergeist scared me but it it came out when i was pretty young and here's i don't remember if i already told the story on the podcast before you did (laughs) (laughs) you're so fucking funny but I saw it in the drive-in with my uncle, and um, we, you know, he he was in the driver's seat and I was in the passenger seat. And I'm pretty sure I told the story on the podcast before. But my mom, because I used to see scary movies a lot as a kid, but like you know, movies that aren't bad, just scary, like Psycho stuff like that. Like nothing happens, but it's scary. Anyway, my mom would always cover up my eyes, or if we went to the drive-in, they would just tell me to like duck my head down. So I ducked my head down uh, when I got scared during Poltergeist. And, like into my uncle's lap, and I got my head some somehow stuck under the steering column. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that. And so I was like trying to pull it out. And if, <laughs> if someone walked by and asked what was going on, it would have looked like my uncle had a four-year-old head bobbing up and down in his lap, saying it's stuck. <laughs> but anyway, here's, Pol- here's Poltergeist. PG-13. I don't know. The original Poltergeist, I think, was PG, right? Before there was PG-13? Because nothing really happens in it that's objectionable. Except for everyone died during the making. We didn't know where else to go. You did the right thing coming here. Maddie was the first one to notice things. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's got, it's got the same haircut. Yeah. When was the last time you had contact with her? Before she was taken? Good. Yeah, they stuck to the some of the same. Awkward. Seems like stuff. it, at least that part. Do you want to see Jake? No way. <laughs> you try. Was there a brother in the first one? Yeah. I think there was like three kids in the first one, wasn't there? I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. See, that shit right there scared me. The fact that Sam Raimi is doing this is pretty good. First things first, your daughter is here and she's alive. She's in the TV. This development was built on a cemetery. 
This isn't just a few pissed off spirits we're dealing with. And the original didn't really st start having poltergeist issues until they started digging a pool, right? The world could close at any moment. If that happens, there's no getting her back. I want you all to clear your minds. They already know what scares you. <laughs> See how this could be PG thirteen. Why? Do you see titties? Yes. <laughs> Cause it's pretty scary. Something's wrong, Mom. Yeah, but you could make something really scary that's like, gee, I mean, it's just you can't have certain language and you can't show titties. You used to be able to show back, a lot, back in the day, like a lot of stuff in PG movies, you know, before PG-13, because there was such a wide gap between PG and, and R. Just because it's scary. Doesn't... I won't be seeing that. I don't know. Um, it, parts of it look good. The effects didn't look that great, but it looked like it could be scary. And it did look, you know, a lot of it looked pretty similar to the original. I'd see it. Which means if it's that similar to the original, right? Why redo it? I mean, the original was good by itself. And and like I said, the original wasn't. It was probably PG. There wasn't like anything that really. It scared me when I was four. I don't know that it would come close to scaring me now. A lot of it's just the characters. That 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 woman with the the creepy voice. The old woman. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the scariest thing about the yeah. first one. <laughs> No, no, I don't want to see that one. Heathen doesn't like scary movies, although it seems like she's gotten a lot better because she used to not be able to watch car commercials without getting, getting scared. <laughs> and now she'll sit through whole episodes of Walking Dead. She'll sit through whole episodes of American Horror Story. Mm -hmm. do, do you cover your eyes when they... But that's not scary. Yeah, that but, is scary. But the, That is scary. The World's End wasn't scary and you were afraid because they had lights coming out of their mouths. That mouth. was scary. That was a comedy. But that was scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was weird. So she thinks the world's end about a bunch of guys going from bar to bar running from aliens is scarier than Evil Dead where people are getting their eyes ripped out and their legs eaten. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're weird. All right, Heathen, what's next on the agenda? Option number four. Let's make fun of Kevin. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. Shall we play a game? So, okay. So we're going to play a memory game. I'll probably lose because I have a really bad memory and really bad at concentration at this. Have you guys ever played the memory game, um, World's Best Sandwich? No. Okay, well, <laughs> we're playing a game called... <laughs> fucking hit you hard. <laughs> we're going to play a game Is called... Is that the name of the game? We're playing a game called World's Greatest Cocktail. How this works is you say your name, and then you say the ingredients in the cocktail, remembering what the person said before you. So I'm going to start, I'm going to say my name, an ingredient in the cocktail, then Matt's going to say his name, my ingredient, and then he's going to add an ingredient. Understand? Mm -hmm. <laughs> my name is Blarv, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there is four ice cubes. My name is Beer Maker Matt, 
And in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes and a finger of whiskey. My name's Heathen, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a fingertip, and a cherry. <laughs> a finger of whiskey. Oh. <laughs> well, keep going, because that's pathetic. <laughs> My name's Blarv, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there are four ice cubes, a finger whiskey, a cherry, and a lizard's tail. My name's Beer Maker Matt, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, and a splash of Coke. My name's Heathen, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of Coke, Umbrella. My name is Blarv, and the world's greatest cocktail. There's four ice cubes, a finger of Coke, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of Coke, an umbrella, and a hand-squeezed lime. <laughs> Mine is Beer Maker Matt, and the world's greatest cocktail. There's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of Coke, an umbrella, a squeeze of lime. Hand squeezed lime. Hand squeezed lime. And a pirate sword. My name is Heathen. And in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of Coke, an umbrella, a hand squeezed lime. Um, something else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a pirate's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, add to it. I'll lose eventually. I'll lose this next time. Go, go. (laughs) And in a hurricane glass. My name is Blyver, and the world's greatest cocktail. There is four ice cubes. Uh. A finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of coke, an umbrella, a hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword, right? A pirate sword, a in a hurricane glass, rimmed with sugar. I'm beer maker Matt, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail. A splash of Coke, an umbrella, a hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword, and a hurricane glass with sh- a sugar rim, a mint garnish. You gotta get all this or you lose. My name's Heathen, and in the world's greatest cocktail, there's four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry. A lizard's tail, a a pirate sword, (laughs) I can't remember. I'm going to have Alzheimer's. (laughs) I'm already suffering from half-timers. Okay, pirate sword. What's after the pirate sword? Um, An umbrella, Uh a a hand-squeezed lime, Uh Um, I can't remember. Well, the... 
So let me get it and see if I lose, because I think I'll miss it too. My name is Blarv, and the world's greatest cocktail. There are four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of coke, a ch uh, umbrella, a hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword. Did you name your second one? Oh, in a hurricane glass with a sugar rim with a mint garnish on top of a slice of Guatemalan cantaloupe. <laughs> You're out of it. It's only Matt. It's only Matt and I now. All right, Matt, can you do that one? This is all for the sticker. Heathen's out of it. <laughs> My name's Beer Maker Matt, and the world's greatest cocktail has four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail. A splash of Coke, an umbrella, a hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword, and a hurricane glass on a sugar rim with a mint garnish <laughs> with a on top of a Guatemalan cantaloupe mm -hmm. slice. Yep. Served in a bowler's cap. Okay. My name is Blarv, and the world's greatest cocktail has. Four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of coke, an umbrella, hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword, and a hurricane glass with a sugar rim with a mint garnish on a top of a slice of Guatemalan cantaloupe <laughs> served in a bowler's cat. cap, right? Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> My name is Brewmaker Matt, and the world's greatest cocktail has four ice cubes, a finger of whiskey, a cherry, a lizard's tail, a splash of Coke, and a hurricane glass. No, with an umbrella, with a sugared rim, a pirate sword, and a hurricane glass, with a hand squeezed lime. A hand squeezed lime, a pirate sword, and a hurricane glass with a sugar rim, with a mint garnish. Served on top of a slice of Guatemalan cantaloupe, s served inside of a bowler's cap. Blessed by a Portuguese priest. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll 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 stop the game. We'll call it a draw. Did you get a star? No, nah, because we'll call it a draw. Just well, maybe Matt and I both got a star, and you didn't. No. I got a star for having to listen to it. <laughs> All right, in feature presentation, we take a movie we saw with the Sierra Nevada Movie Club and we use it as a jumping off point for topics of conversation. This week we saw the movie Still Alice. Here is a brief synopsis. It says, Alice Howland, happily married with three grown children, is a renowned linguist professor who starts to forget words. When she receives a devastating diagnosis, Alice and her family find their bonds tested. All right, heathen. You like Alzheimer's. Start us off. This movie get it right? Um, I I think it did. Uh, it was interesting because um, before we came to the to see the movie, one of the ladies in our meetup group had read the book. Mm-hmm. 
and she had said that she didn't really like the the writing. Um, how? Yeah, she said it was too detached, kind of. Well, she said that the words weren't right, and I thought she obviously doesn't know shit about Alzheimer's because um, obviously the writer was writing how the one she that was, right. yeah, yeah, how but she was talking. It's she, like she, the the lady she, in our meetup wanted it to be better spoken she, she just or said better the, written and i understand that she just said the book wasn't engaging because of that and i can understand that and i feel like that if it was written that way it probably would translate better to the screen mm-hmm. but the, that's kind of how it is with alzheimer's that's really how they talk they can't um they really kind of lose it they talk like me yeah, yeah, well, like at the end of the movie, this is something I didn't really realize as much. I mean, we, Heathen and I did just watch a Alzheimer's, do- or wasn't necessarily a documentary on Alzheimer's. It was called um, In- Inside the Memory or something like that. And it was about, was it four or five years they filmed him? It was about a guy that was using music, music therapy to try to treat Alzheimer's patients. And, um, but anyway, I w- at the end of Still Alice, I was kind of surprised that, uh, you know, she had almost deteriorated to, to the, the point where she couldn't even speak anymore. Well, that's that's what happens. You uh, eventually stop learning or you forget how to breathe. You forget how to eat. Um, you forget a lot of things and you become kind of irate um, at certain points. Um, there was, I remember talking to you about um, one of the, I part of my, uh, psychology background is the study of gerontology and a lot of it is Alzheimer's gerontology is a study of old people um, so I was saying to Kevin that there was one study one of my English uh, classes I had to do a paper kind of a research paper and my English teacher said that I should kind of cocktail my psych class with my research paper so I did a, a paper about Alzheimer's and um, there was one lady that had um, kind of forgotten where she was, but could only remember to go from one point of the house to the other. And she had worn literally a divot in the house. And where there was one part in the movie where Alice was going back and forth. I think it was when she was going to take herself out and she couldn't remember. When she kept like, going she kept up and beginning. down the stairs. Yeah. That totally reminded me of that lady. Like she must have would yeah. remember a little bit, but then forgot and would go, "What was I just doing?" You now, know? how realistic is that part where you're talking about in the movie where, um, so she was downstairs and she was on her laptop and the laptop was telling her to go upstairs and look in a drawer to get out something. Now, she would go upstairs and forget. What would make her remember to go downstairs and check her laptop again? That's how realistic was that? Don't you think she would just go do something else? Because even the message she found on her laptop, she kind of found by accident because her daughter said she was going to send her a file. But who knows how much time actually lapsed? Yeah, and she was just wandering around the house until she saw herself on the. That's true. The computer again and decided to hit play. Because some of that parts kind of sort of reminded me of Memento and stuff like that. Well, I thought it was. Um, interesting that they pointed out and i could see how this could happen and um they said because she was so intelligent it was harder to diagnose her because she was figured out ways to remind herself and tricks and things like that and she was she was overcompensating and and things there's just like people that are um 
say like alcoholics that learn different ways of hiding it they're so good at it that you don't know that they're drunk most of the time um well anybody does that i mean as you get older there are certain things that you can't do the same as you used to when you kind of compensate your eyes when you can't see as much they automatically start compensating for your vision if you can't see as far that's why all of a sudden when you go to the eye doctor you're like oh well i really can't see there's not just a slight sudden impairment yeah yeah but i think your point was is that people uh, everybody finds ways to um um uh, tricks not just with memory but just with anything i guess you just have to learn to be smarter and and do things like there's a lot of athletes like in basketball there's certain guys that get slower and aren't as athletic as the younger guys, but they're they're crafty and they're intelligent, and they they've learned different tricks to help them out. Like, okay, I'm too slow to guard this guy, so I'm gonna do this kind of thing. But uh, what else did you think about the movie that it got right and didn't get right, and or the the topic of Alzheimer's in general? I thought the way that um, the way that the husband left um, the wife that's that's pretty. Typical. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Yeah, but I mean, they also lived in a very, you know, well-to-do area that they probably needed both of their incomes to be able to survive, especially since they were both they were professors. In New York, right? Was Boston. Boston. Is that where Columbia is? Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting because I said leaving the movie oh the husband was such an asshole and then like a bunch of the girls in the in the in the hallway are like our husband was so nice and i can kind of see i kind of like that because it was as like heathen was saying i think a more realistic depiction of how a husband would be i mean no one is purely well most people aren't purely nice and most people aren't purely an asshole i think that was probably a typical thing he got um first kind of denial he refused that it was happening then even when he knew it was happening, he was still um, kind of an ass. And then when he knew 100% it was happening, he was pretty understanding. But then it was just too much for him. Well, and then, uh, uh, yeah, let his daughter kind of take the burden of it. Yeah. I, I, I kind of saw it a little bit differently. Um, yes, he left. Um, the burden of Alzheimer's is usually 100% on the family. There's just really no where for people to go but even Um, before the 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 disease they had already set him up as a man that whose um job kind of came first so even if she had been normal things might not have worked out right because he he tried to do a good work balance but it was definitely it was more like let's work really hard now and try to enjoy it later it was really important for him from the job even in the beginning and for her too yeah, it was, that's, well, you can tell they they had raised their kids and they were enjoying their career and then this happened and he's like, wait a minute, I'm not done. But this happened to her. He got a job offer and was somebody who has a memory impairment to move them from a place where they know where everything is to something that's new. You just can't do that. See, I thought he was just going to move her anyway because she didn't want to move. And then I just figured, he's like, well, she's not going to know any different. But then he did ask her. At the time where she didn't know when, you know, she couldn't even remember her favorite ice cream, that's Mm -hmm. probably a good time to 
move her where and she doesn't I, know what's going on. And that's when I thought he was going to because he said, um, do you still want to be here? But I think he was talking about like being alive because he probably came <clears throat> home and found all the pills on the ground. <clears throat> but or she said he's well, no, what, it's just mainly that if, they, if she still wanted to be in Boston. Is that what you thought? See, yeah. I, t- I, t- I took from it that he was asking if she still wanted to be alive and that because obviously someone was going to find all those pills on the ground. And she said, um, are you ready to leave? And she said, no. And she thought it meant just the ice cream, but you took it just as the as Boston. Yeah, because well, he was getting he was, ready to leave to go to... He was asking her about um, Cambridge. Do you remember that building? She's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was a smart teacher. Yeah, someone told me I was, a, I was a good teacher. But she still was kind of in and out. She wasn't quite gone okay. and because, you know, at the very end, the daughter was talking about an acting gig well even even if it was was uh specifically that i think it at least it was maybe still um metaphorical i think at least if that wasn't a specific question when he said are you are you ready to leave um and she said no i'm not done yet i i think that at least had that subtext of do you still want to be alive and she said no yes i still have stuff to do Maybe that's not what it really meant, but maybe. It's probably both. I don't know. But, okay. So, in the beginning of this movie, and I wanted to say out loud, just because I thought it was interesting, she she was playing words with friends with one of her daughters, and I wanted to yell out because Alec Baldwin, um, a few years back, was notorious for almost getting kicked off an airplane for playing words with friends <laughs> when they asked him to turn off his phone. Um but anyway, that was something that she did with one of her daughters to kind of kill time between classes and, and the taxi on the way home. I want to ask you guys if you have a favorite or had a favorite time-killing app on your Android or iPhone or smart device. I don't really have a, a time-killing app other than Yelp. Do you, use Yelp a- do you use Yelp to, to kill time, though? Do you read reviews? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Or I update my Yelp stuff for all the little candy to do a review or something Is that to weird. kill time, though, or is that just something that you you're, uh, use your phone as, like, a tool to do? Um, you, I don't take time out to do it, so... You don't seem yeah, like you use your phone to kill time as much as some people. I, it almost seems like you use yeah. Facebook more to kill time, which I would say is probably the most common thing yeah. that people use. Yeah, I would say then that's what it is, because I don't... <laughs> I don't use Facebook like other people do. So It seems like most people, on average, not like the people we see that post everything, but it seems like most people do use it to kill time just looking at what other people are posting. Yeah, I used to use Facebook to be like, uh, you know, to keep family and friends yeah, updated. Yeah, me too at first, I don't yeah. anymore. Yeah, I don't. Either. I'm trying to get back to like the old school where... I let yeah. people in my inner circle know what's going on. Which kind of reminds me, during the Oscars, they said, uh, call, call your mom, call your dad, and I meant to call my mom. Because I used to talk to my mom every week, and um, I don't talk to her that much anymore. No no reason. I just feel fucking busy. Anyway, Matt, what's um, something you use your phone to kill time with? Um, I would say Facebook is definitely the, the app that I use to kill time with, because I don't really use it other than when I am trying to kill time like i don't ever use facebook on the computer or you know when i'm at work like a lot of people i'll just get on when i'm 
waiting in line somewhere and checking it out really quickly. See, I'm the opposite. Is I only, I only, I, I hate using Facebook on my phone, even though I use it. But because I don't like, because there's the setting of recent stories and popular stories, I always want it chronologically recent, and I'll always set it for that, and I'll always revert to yeah. other things. And so I'll see stuff from six days ago, four days ago, and yeah. I don't want that. So I use my Facebook all the time when I'm at work. Even though I can't use the computer at work, I'll, I'll every hour I'll just go on and see what I can see real quick, and then I'll come back because I leave it open in the background. I'm not like actively perusing it, but I'll kind of for an hour I'll go by and then I'll refresh it and I'll see like what the feed is, and that's kind of one of the ways I stay on top of um, a lot of the stories in movies and Hollywood and stuff is because I. Uh, you know, if friended or liked a lot of pages like um, yeah. Hollywood Reporter and stuff like that. For me, one of the biggest things I used to kill time, and I do it in the morning because I, 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 I hate morning time, and it takes me really long to get up. So I'll sit and I'll look at my phone. Well, actually, first thing in the morning when I first wake up is I'll usually check my email and I'll check my Facebook notifications. But then the weird thing I'll do is I'll look at, um, I have a... I know what to do. Well, I'm not talking about the masturbation. <laughs> But um, that's a different app. The best time I do it in the morning. But uh, uh, yeah, when you when you can't really see that well. Uh, <laughs> but um, I like to look. There, I have a an app that's for fantasy sports. But I don't necessarily just use it for fantasy sports because I'll use it year. Like right now, I keep looking at it for sp- uh, football news. Even though we're not doing fantasy football right now, it's probably the thing that I check most often throughout the day for basketball and football. Because, like I said, just because it's, um, even though it's for fantasy, it just keeps you um, up to date with all the, the current news that are going around. And, and yeah, you like thoroughly enjoy that, or you do it mainly because you I, feel obligated to do it? I do it, like I said, to kind of kill time. So it's something I can pull out um, in the morning, or I'm in line, or at lunch. It's something that I could know. Now, one app I used to use a lot was Cracked.com to kill time, but they reformulated their, their website. So I asked a coworker what app he uses, <clears throat> um, and it's a Jet Fighter app. That he plays like a game. Yeah, yeah. I have another game that I play a lot with. He with the dinosaurs. Yeah, I play a game that's like a. It's sort of like a, 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 a color matching game. That's that's the other one I use a lot of the time to kill. Actually, that's the one I'll probably pull out if I'm in like DMV or something. But it's both of those. I used to like uh, playing Words with Friends mm-hmm. um, with my best friend, but she cheats. <laughs> yeah, like she like I can totally tell that she cheats because she cannot spell where the shit on Facebook. But then you all of a sudden can beat me on words with friends. Like, well, really? I'm that, sorry. That was that two it, things I didn't like about the game is, yeah, pe- people cheat. So my dad will play Scrabble online, and he'll, he'll, he'll cheat, and he'll really cheat. But then Scrabble in real life, people have memorized the two-letter, all the two-letter words uh, and all these words that they couldn't use in a sentence, but I they could use in the game. I that stuff before, though. But I don't like that stuff. But one thing I want to say is interesting is, um, I don't know if it's the same developer, but uh, Words with Friends. I learned and then that the, from Reese Witherspoon. And then uh, <laughs> the, 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 the people that developed Draw Anything, those people are so fucking rich. And Jesus, if like someone knew how to, how to do basic coding, I mean, it can't be that hard to come up with something like Draw Anything. And, the, and they sold that. I think they sold it to Google or something for millions of dollars well getting back to the movie um Mm -hmm. i thought it was cute that she was playing the 
words with friends with her daughter, but then the daughter started becoming a dick and not playing with her because she was losing her memory. I thought that was really shitty. Well, she was losing her memory, but the daughter also had a family and a daughter and a lot of other things. Uh, beer maker Matt's drink in the mind, maybe not, which I was just talking about earlier. I was saying I was, I was at, well, I talked about on this podcast recently that I was getting burned out on IPAs, and then I was kind of getting burned out just recently on beers in general and was switching to gin, but that's one of the beers that I still like to drink. Hmm. Yeah, Did it's kind of chocolatey. That, um, it's chocolate, and it's got a little bit of spice at the end. Yes, I really like that. And it's uh, it's uh, you can't get that in the growlers. Yeah. Oh, really? Did you mm-hmm. see that uh, Verdi Distillery can sell gin now? Mm-hmm. I like their gin. Me too. Anyway. So the next topic, uh, the Alice in the movie, she used a lot of things. Like I said, she used her intelligence to kind of. Um, uh, stay on top of things. She used her phone for a lot of things, um, which is something that that I do. She used other devices. Is there something I know that no one in here has Alzheimer's, but everyone, whether they studied for a test in college or to remember people's names, is there any memory tricks that you guys use for anything? I mean, I know there's the typical ones, like when you meet someone, you get the first letter of their name and you associate it with a word. Like, he then, she is hella short. That's how I can remember her name. <laughs> I don't ever use that device, but people that remember yeah. names, that's something that they use. Yeah. So what is something you guys have used in the past? Well, it was funny. One of the people at the movie group was talking about this as well. It's um, For the most part, I keep my keys in one place, so I never forget you know, where I put them. Like, I get home, I put them right on my peg. Um, but... For other things, let's say I'm put in some place and I know it's not a place I normally put it, I have to visualize it in my head and say about ten times, you know, put it put it in my left pocket, put it in my left pocket, put it in my left pocket. So I have to, you know, repeat it over and over in my head. Uh, somebody else is saying that too, like when they... Well, yeah, I was, I was saying that I think uh, um, for me, I put my mobile phone in my right pocket and my wallet in my left pocket and if i switch them i'll put them back and um because it's it's always that that keys wallet cell phone thing and if i don't have one so like for today my cell phone was dying and i put it in the car to charge it felt so Mm -hmm. weird not having it in my pocket i was just like i'm missing something it's my cell phone i'm missing something oh that's my cell phone but i also but what's weird is sometimes i'll come home and I'll put something instead of where I usually put it, say I usually put my, my, my keys here, my wallet there. I'll put something where like, this will be really obvious. I'm going to put my um, wallet on top of my lunch. Even though it's so obvious, I'll usually end up spending 15 minutes looking mm-hmm. for it because I I'm, I'm keep looking around the place it normally is and I can't remember I put it in some place that would be obvious. Well, I've, I've spent a good 10 minutes looking for my phone and then realized it was in my hand with a bunch of other stuff, <laughs> so I couldn't actually see it I in know, my I hand. I love, love spending all that time looking for my sunglasses when they're on my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've done the thing that Matt said where something's in your hand, and I've actually uh, taken my keys and thrown them in the dumpster that was full of trash, and I had to crawl inside of it. Yeah, I've done that, too. This is in San Diego. It was awful. Yeah. Actually, and then I got fired from my job that day. For showing up late. <laughs> Great day that was. 
Even anything you use for memory devices, or are you just naturally gifted with remembering? <laughs> Typically, just try to sing things that I need to remember. That's a good way. Um, I have a photographic memory. I used to so think I did. If I. <laughs> reminds me of a game that I was going to play. If uh, Would have been better than the game we did. Yeah, if somebody tells me something, that's my problem. Like, uh, listening, that's the problem that I yeah. have with this game is that I was trying to listen. Mm-hmm. If I would have watched you say it, I could have pictured. We, you could have watched him. You quit See, interrupting me. But I used sure. a visual cue too, so, and I think maybe And that's why Matt we were doing also. that. We were pointing. Yeah, I had to remember who said what. Right, and then but, I made visual connections between the umbrella and the but pirate the first, sword. The first, right out of the gate, I was looking at you and trying to listen. And that's why I didn't hear See, there what was, you were saying. There was another game I wanted to try. I just, I, one of the reasons I didn't do it was I forgot. But the, the other reason I didn't do it is I thought Heather would have an advantage was what I wanted to do. And actually, I couldn't have played either, so it would have been boring for just you two. But what I was going to do is put 20 items on the table with a towel over them, then pick the towel up, give you guys 30 seconds to look at them, put the towel back down, and then see how many you could remember. Mm. But because Heather lives here, there's probably so many um, items that she would have more of a personal attachment to that would be easier for her to remember. But that would be kind of fun to do with a group of people. I've actually heard that as a party game, have every person bring something interesting and put it under, and then and then try doing it. So what was your answer? Oh, you have a photographic memory. <laughs> and singing. And singing, that's a good, yeah, I was going to say, and I've mentioned this on the on the podcast before, In uh, when I went to bartending school, I got so tired of it because my bartending teacher had like an acronym for every single drink, every drink, and I was like, God, this is ridiculous. Like yeah, everyone can remember this, but it's yeah. weird is that I can still remember some of them, so it works. And even as a kid, you know, like I remember the planets. Um, well, like Old Dirty Goats is the airport code for Enid, Oklahoma. Planets, my very eager mother just served us nine pickles. Never eat soggy yes. waffles. Never, yeah, never, well, that's four. But also, I mean, um, I always remember all the planets. I always remember, um, I can remember the colors of the rainbow, uh, Roy G. Biv. So heathen, though. So you had a, so for. How about studying in school? You just used your photographic memory for studying for tests. Did you have a, a specific strategy for um, cramming or or remembering a lot of stuff? I would go and shoot pool. Mm-hmm. And study for my test. What about you, Matt? Did you have a a study technique for memory? Um, for for studying for tests? No, it was. It's basically repetition. Repetition. So, yeah. yeah. I, what they, I mean, they say you got to do something 20 times for mm-hmm. it to be put in your full-term memory. That's what, no, why you're not gay until you do it 21 times. <laughs> the other 20 times are just practice. But an interesting fact about people that have photographic or didactic memories is they, they don't live as long. Fantastic. <laughs> your, no. brain, your brain is not meant to hold that much information. I mean, for me anyway, I don't know what I would have called it. Maybe I just had a good memory, but to me it seemed photographic. When I was studying French, I really could look at a page of vocabulary and just look at it, and then it would come to me later. Hmm. 
But I couldn't do that with anything else. And I definitely can't do it now. All right, Heathen. Wow. Do Especially you know when you get tired and working all the time, it, it gets even worse. So. Yeah, those poor college kids. We need to give them a break. Let them have more sex and do more <laughs> drugs. Too many nights of partying, yeah. Why are you staring at me? Because you went to Arizona State. Okay. <laughs> Heathen, would you like to do some ranks? Heathen, get your fingers out of there. That is not where they go. Hey, man, I got it. Well, we could we could edit this out if you want. What? Well, because you're sticking them in the fart box. I was going to ask Matt if he's ever had girls try to stick fingers in his butt. <laughs> I think every girl I've ever dated has tried to stick fingers in my butt. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say that, but I've, I've, I've had a... That's pretty... I don't want to know that. I had a girlfriend in college who swore it would make or would feel good, so after about 20 times of asking, I finally was like, all right, fine. And never again. <laughs> <laughs> So you were like the typical woman where the, where the, she was like the guy where he's like, come on, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. All right, just fucking leave me alone. Yeah. What, he, then why do girls like to stick fingers in guys' butts? I what is it? Is it, is it? is it part of that Freudian? Because you're a big uh, Freudian fraud. I've never done that, so I don't know. I know, but you can speak for womankind. Is it, is it penis envy that they want to jam their fingers into butts? Probably. I just... I would rather have the penis and stick it where I want to than be like, oh, here's my finger. That might feel the yeah, same. Yeah, but you don't have a penis, and you do have a finger. I've had girls that wanted to hold it while you go pee so they could feel what it's like to have a penis, I guess. Yeah, I've done that. I've written my name in the snow. Yeah, that was a good joke on the 40th anniversary Saturday Night Live. Sean Connery said that he wrote his name in the snow and it was in Alex Trebek's mom's handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Heathen, so I've got five things. These are Alice's. We have Alice Cooper, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Chains, 96.5 Alice in Reno, Nevada, and Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie. First, I would like to ask you, on what basis will you rank these things? Hmm. Last week, we rank, I ranked them based on dinner guests. I don't know that you could rank these on dinner guests, being as one's a restaurant and one's a song. I don't really know. Can we, I just, based on my Preference? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what are your favorites? Yeah. So let's start with number five. Um, probably 96.5. 96.5, Alice. You play a lot of Maroon 5 on that station. I do like... I mean, I like it, but... Okay, number four. Ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. Alice Cooper for number four. God! Vincent Fernie. That's like the worst fucking song ever. <laughs> well, it's not like anyone knows that song. <laughs> oh other God. Than... <laughs> I'm listening to this song, and I'm like, really, Kevin? Is he really singing it what like about, that? What about... Ow, ow. What about... On a bed of nails. Ow, ow. <laughs> what about Welcome to My Nightmare? Poison, Billion Dollar Babies. Okay, then I'll change it. All right. To what? Alice's Restaurant. I like the song. Okay. But it's the first time I've heard it. Do you know who Arlo Guthrie is? No, I don't think so. 
Um, Before your time, maybe. Next is Alice Cooper. Okay. Number two? Alice in Wonderland. Mm hmm. Alice in Chains. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Think Here comes the rooster. Alice Springs Chicken would be at the top of my list. What is Alice Springs Chicken? It's like Outback's signature like chicken dish. It's like but a different chicken chain. No, I know what Outback is, and it's not like Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chick Fil A is delicious. But anyway, I don't know what Alice Alice is. Al- Alice Springs Chicken. Well, Alice Springs is a place in, in Australia. Australia. I've heard of it. Um, Alice Springs Chicken is just a grilled chicken with um, bacon. I forget what kind of cheese is on it. Um, the only thing I know about Outback is the Bloomin' Onion. That's probably their most famous thing. Yeah. Gross. What do you mean gross? Yeah. It's not that gross. I said it was gross. You're gross. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I like their coconut shrimp. Those are gross, too. You're gross, too. Jesus. <laughs> On a follow-up story I for our news... I have a taste news. for the finer things in life, and All the right. finer things in life are not fried. Finer things in life are not you, either. <laughs> you didn't even let Matt finish the story about Outback. Person right in front of me is a grade A cunt. <laughs> you obviously have never tasted a finer thing in life if you like the fried things and you let girls stick their fingers. I don't up didn't say I let them, I said all of them wanted to. No, that's not what you said. Let's rewind it. They've all tried. <laughs> well yeah, they all tried. Doesn't mean they succeeded. Again, a finer thing in life? Somebody who lets some people stick their fingers up your I bed. didn't say let. And also, I've talked to several guys, and they all say, yeah, I'm in the shower and all soaked up. They just try to slip a finger in. I don't get it. All of them? Girls are rapers. All of them. All girls. Maybe just one, but all I'm going to get a bumper sticker on my car that says, all girls are Bill Cosby. Mm. All right, Hayden, any last words? I'm going to stab you in the neck. Put your last words in. I (laughs) I cannot wait to taste my... Pear brandy that I'm not going to share with you because it's a fire thing in life. When do you think you're going to open up some of that stuff on the top shelf? <laughs> when I enjoy it with somebody who likes finer things in life. Fingers out of there. See, you're a raper. Matt, any last words? Uh, Sodomy's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently not for some people. For me, my last words are next week, uh, Heathen has picked the movie Black or White starring Kevin and Costner, a granddaughter that is black, <laughs> and that's all I know about the film. Kevin and Costner? Kevin, well, might as well be. He's that great of an actor, he could play two different people. <laughs> <laughs> he did go to Fullerton State. Uh, I have nothing else to say other than let me give you some. <laughs> Kevin thinks Thotomy's good. We could have done some. Yes, he's making fun of you now. Point! <laughs> Sodomy is good because sometimes if you have two men that are left together, where else are you going to put it? You can't just stick it in the sand. Also, it's the only way to show true love. Love. True love. Uh, if. Uh, Heathen, before we go, I, I can't find my camera, so take a picture of yourself. 
if you'd like to see <laughs> pictures of heathen wow. taking a selfie, and you did take other pictures, right? Nope. You didn't? <laughs> what a fucking whore. <laughs> wow. Anyway, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to give your opinion opinion about heathen, you can drop that on our VAP line, 775-996-3986. You can also... You can also send us an email, uh, potablepictureshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to go look at pictures, as I've mentioned, and that's at potablepictureshow.com. All those ways and more. That is fantastic. Until next week, when we find out if it is black or it is white, keep this it wet, song's everybody. This called Alice's Restaurant. It's about Alice and the restaurant. But Alice's Restaurant is not the name of the restaurant. That's just the name of the song. And that's why I call the song Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back Just a half a mile from the railroad track And you can get anything you want At Alice's Restaurant Now it all started two Thanksgivings ago It was on two years ago on Thanksgiving when my Yes, I like making love at midnight <laughs> In the dunes of the game <laughs> I'm the love that you look for to write to me and escape. <laughs> I know more than lyrics than you do. Hmm. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm gonna try another one of these things. Ow! Ow! <laughs> I'm gonna try one without the cherry juice, or maybe. Get in the bar at O'Malley's. Well, how to do? That was pretty good. I like that cherry drink. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Had chocolate-covered nipples. You're the one that said pirate's eye. Why would you say pirate's eye? I fucked up in the very beginning anyway. Oh, yeah, fingertip. Very first round. Oh, we'll edit that out. Because that has nothing to do with anything. Um, For remembering what? Anyway, we'll, we'll edit that out. Edit this out when you do that.